Sheriff Hathaway sent me a, um, uh, uh, an appeal that's being sent out in general to law enforcement everywhere. Uh, it's a company that uh, wants to weaponize um, and, and to automate being able to do warrants for arrest based on social media contact. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, use their services and they will finger the people that you need to maybe issue an arrest warrant for. We'll be right back. Globalist next move. And now, the David Knight Show. Well, our guests that we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, uh, the danger of autonomous uh, killing machines, and also the danger of it being weaponized. And um, this was sent to me by Sheriff Hathaway with a comment. This is training on turning social media into case evidence. And uh, this is a company selling a service, sending this out to all law enforcement. Dear law enforcement professional, for law enforcement agencies, social media warrant returns are a critical resource, but also a huge challenge. Effectively searching and analyzing massive PDFs of 50,000 or more pages is simply not possible with manual methods. The staff time required is too long and valuable insights, including critical evidence are too often missed. So we have a new warrant reader technology. That's what they call it. Helping law enforcement services and prosecution offices save time and enhance case evidence by, and here's uh, the five bullet points, uh, converting thousands of PDF pages into a concise readable timeline. Seamlessly incorporating private messages, direct messages, into case evidence. Enabling rapid search and flagging of warrant return evidence. Mapping relationships to identify co-conspirators and witnesses. And finally, uncovering facts that you didn't even know were there. This is a common thread, by the way. You know, it was Lennon who said capitalists will sell the rope that is used to hang them. Technologists will as well. Engineers and scientists will as well. Real Clear Wire has a story uh, about uh, geofence warrants. And again, they were used extensively January the 6th, and that's where the story begins. You may have worried about what might come 
uh, from Apple and Google knowing where you are, or maybe you've read about China's use of the data to track down anti-lockdown protesters. What you probably didn't realize is Google has already searched your data on behalf of the federal government to see if you were involved with January the 6th. Last month, the federal district court in D.C., however, issued an opinion in the case of one of the many defendants who stands accused of violence on uh, the Capitol on January the 6th. With this decision, Judge Rudolph Contreras becomes the first federal district judge to approve a geofence warrant, endorsing a recent police innovation. And, of course, you know, this is about not looking at your social media, but this is about looking at your cell phone history. And them saying with a geofence, they say, well, here's the geographical area that we of interest. Tell us everybody that was in that area at, the, at this particular time. And now you become a suspect. This is turning search warrants upside down and inside out, right? As he points out here, um, <laughs> the uh, defendant that was in this case was apprehended within the building that day, carrying knives and pepper spray, and he features on many various security cameras. His whereabouts are not in question. Many of his, and again, this is real clear wires term, co-religionists, the person who wrote this is really contemptuous of anybody who was there on January the 6th. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, many of his co-religionists, he said, were considerate enough to live stream their antics themselves. Prosecutors have not lacked for defendants or for evidence against them, but the government nevertheless decided to resort to a level of mass surveillance without precedent in history or criminal law. This is only the second time a federal district judge has ruled on such a warrant, on a geofence warrant. And it's the first time that it's been approved. The other time, the judge did not approve it. Uh, and here's a reason why it should not be approved. And he's right about this on real clear wire. The Fourth Amendment calls for every warrant to particularly describe the place to be searched and the person or things to be seized. And he gives the example of President Trump's uh, residence being searched. <clears throat> it didn't simply say, search the house, but it had to have specific detailed rooms to be searched, for example. Uh, boxes of documents, for example. Cops are not supposed to dump out your underwear drawer based on a tip that you're hiding cocaine in your basement. Of course they do. But, you know, that <laughs> letter of the law is supposed to be specific about what they're looking for, where they're looking for, and the things that are to be taken. And that's why you had a back and forth about some of the things that they took that were not on the warrant. It's difficult to imagine uh, with a Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. It's difficult to imagine how a geofence warrant could ever be particularized in the sense that the Fourth Amendment is supposed to require. Traditionally, the government would identify a list of suspects and then ask the phone company for records specific to those people. Geofencing, however, reverses the order of operations. Now the government demands the data on everyone from the phone company and only decides which of us is guilty or innocent after invading the privacy of both the guilty and the innocent. So he said, um, in Riley versus California, the court held that unlike pockets and purses, the police cannot automatically search the smartphone of anyone they arrest. Did you know that? So how in the world does this judge authorize uh, geofence warrants? Because that's what we're talking about here. 
The opinion turned on the sheer breadth of material available on our personal devices. But of course, the other branches of government are searching it. As a matter of fact, when you look at China, you can get in trouble, uh, and especially you know, in the book, as uh, Paul uh, um, Charest is, is talking about, um, in the areas where they have cracked down the most, the Uyghur population, uh, where you know, it's a different ethnic group, different religion, Muslim. So they've really cracked down on that. And um, with their uh, surveillance, um, they have cameras everywhere, real-time biometric surveillance, but also, of course, the cell phones. And you can get in <laughs> big trouble, be arrested and everything, if you don't have a cell phone. If they find you walking around without a cell phone, that's, a, that's your government tracking device. And again, going back to the Ed Snowden documents, where you know, it was released only in Germany. They didn't talk about it here in the U.S. Why? Well, because it was about Apple at the time. They said, who would have thought in 1984? They showed the picture of the 1984 Macintosh commercial. You know, we had the woman throwing the hammer at the, um, the big uh, screen there. Who would have thought in 1984 that this would become Big Brother and it's Steve Jobs holding up a, an iPhone? And then it shows a picture of people lined up outside the Apple store. And the NSA, the NSA said, and that the zombies would line up to pay for it themselves. That's how they see us. And, of course, in China, uh, you better have your cell phone uh, so they can track you, or that's a crime in and of itself. So to finish this article, he says, if you want a vision of the future, imagine your phone ratting you out to the cops forever. That's right. As a matter of fact, you know they want to have CBDC. They're not concerned about any security issues, of course, right? Why would we be? Oh, because, um, well, maybe it's because the CIA's been hacked. They even stole the manual and the software from them for how they would hack other people and how they would disguise themselves as being their enemies and all the rest of this stuff. You know, the CIA gets hacked. The NSA gets hacked. The military's been hacked. They got personnel files on people. Now the latest breach that's come here, hundreds of lawmakers and staff on Capitol Hill have now had their data stolen. Is this an insurrection? <laughs> Is it a foreign invasion? Uh, where they had the breach was at the DC Health Link, which administers health care plans for members of Congress and certain Capitol Hill staff. They were informed by the FBI. Uh, I, when I first saw this, I thought, are we finally going to learn the um, uh, actual health condition of Joe Biden and Dianne Feinstein <laughs> and other people? No. It's just the names and the date of enrollment and the email address and no other personal information they said. Uh, but again, the, uh, that's where the risk is, always. The Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created common paths to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. 
It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com